Welcome. Do we take our shoes off in a painted lady? Sometimes when I have the house really cleaned up, people will come in and like when we do a big tour and they're like, oh, it's like a museum. I go, come back in an hour. There's dog hair everywhere. And it's like, it's a house. It's definitely a home. You just heard our entry into one of the painted ladies' Victorian houses along Alamo Square, the blue painted lady, and my introduction to George Horsfall, one of my new favorite San Franciscans. Yeah, he's really great. Um, Not only does he have a beautiful house, but he's very charming and very happy to have visitors. Lucky for us. Yeah, so we got to tour a painted lady. We have audio and video we'll tell you about. But this really started a couple years ago, Heather, when you met George and his mother. Yes, um, actually that was through our good pal Val Lupis, a cable car gripman, who's friends with George. And we were all decorating a cable car for Christmas, as you do, at the barn. And George mentioned that his mother owned a painted lady and invited me over to see what it's like to live in one of the most famous landmarks in San Francisco. His mother, Catherine, was really welcoming and lovely. She has since passed away, and George has inherited this home. And he's now running tours, so anybody can go inside and take a peek. And that's what we did the other day. Yeah, and I thought, you know, this is going to be cool. I'm finally going to get to see the inside of one of these houses. Maybe I'd make a few full house jokes. I had some material written out. Um, (laughs) It was that and so much more. George has turned each floor into a museum with history of San Francisco and some of his family history. And here's where the tour took a great expectations turn. So, you know, the, the whole thing about when you get married, you save your cake for a year and have it on your anniversary? Well, they did, but they never ate it. So that's 1885 wedding cake. Oh, it's what? the cake. Yeah, They just didn't get it, and that was sitting in the trunk. The bride's got a bustle on. That's my grandmother's from 1925. Oh, my God. We just walked in a Dickens novel. Would you ever eat that? <laughs> no. um, this is a piece of uh, Gold Rush ship. You can see in the picture over there and here, there was hundreds of them that were just dumped there because the crews took off and they couldn't Shanghai out fast enough. So I loved this house, Heather, but maybe loved George's vibe even more. He loves the city and takes the pay-it-forward approach to the max. Finally, we're burying the lead, Heather. You can take a tour of The Painted Lady, too. Listen for details on that in this episode. And please go to our social media or sfchronicle.com to look for Rice Stottenborough's video of George and the house. It's so good. Yes, she did an amazing job. Had great material, and it turned out great. George Horsfall coming up. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight, and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. So, Heather, do you remember when you first became aware of the Painted Ladies? I mean, I don't remember a particular day or year, but I just knew they were always in my consciousness about San Francisco. Um, You know, the Golden Gate Bridge, Coit Tower, Transamerica Pyramid, cable cars, and the Painted Ladies are just such a symbol of the city. I feel the same way. I cannot give you a date and time that I became aware of them, but I do remember like seeing them on puzzles and snow globes or whatever and not knowing where they were. I don't think it was until I moved back to San Francisco in 1999 
and I was just sort of like randomly, you know, riding my bike around or something. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, those are the houses that I keep seeing everywhere. And they're on Full House. Full House was a big part of it. So Heather, where would you put the painted ladies on the San Francisco landmark scale? I'd say they're lower than Golden Gate Bridge and Sutro, but right in that category with Lombard Street, maybe Coit Tower, um, definitely something that's on the national, if not international consciousness. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's up there with the Golden Gate Bridge, but I would say it's next tier. Um, Good comparison, like you said, to Coit Tower and the curvy part of Lombard Street, maybe alongside the Ferry Building, Pier 39, Fisherman's Wharf, like the tourist vibe that anybody who visits has definitely got to check out and that um, the image is famous all over the world. Um, You see them on puzzles and magnets and postcards and vases basically um sfo gift shops are going to be big on the painted ladies well here's the biggest difference between the painted ladies and golden gate bridge you can buy a painted lady and live (laughs) in it which george did he tells us here how his mother bought and lived in his dream house why he wants to share it with people now that she's gone and i think this clip ends kind of abruptly because before he can finish his story pretty sure we were all crying in 1999, I think it was, I, I wanted to buy it. And I thought I was pretty far down the line that I had it. And I got knocked out. And it's kind of a, left a really bad taste in my mouth. So I was like, ah, I'm so mad. And I wrote everybody in the row here, if you ever want to sell your house, I'm kind of, was all geared up for it. And then it didn't happen. So no, I got no answers. And um, two years later, she called me up one morning and she just said, uh, that house you want is back on the market. Do you want it? And I go, no, I'm, I'm done with it. I've, I've kind of moved on. And she started joking, ha ha, I'll buy it. And she called me back a half hour later. And she said, I really think I'm going to buy it. And she goes, I've lost my mother in her current house. Her mother died and her aunt died. And uh, she went through breast cancer. And she said, I just need a new start. So she made an offer and bought the house. And then there you go. Kind of in honor of my mom, I wanted to show her house. So I started doing about six weeks ago, inviting tourists in. And we've been doing corporate tours for most of the 20 years we've lived here. So like a company like Marriott would send 20 people over and have a champagne tour through the house. And it was always fun. We always always felt like we wanted to share the house. It was such an investment from San Francisco people. You, you hear it all the time that it's kind of our house. <laughs> but... Um, I also did something years ago. Um, I don't know if you want to hear the big long story, but I was basically, we were having a really hard time. My mom had been very sick and I was doing construction, was a bad combination. And I got on the Bay Bridge and the guy said, the lady in the car in front of you paid your toll. So I'm driving across the bridge with tears coming down my face. So what I did after that, it it was just this, earth-shaking thing for me I started if I ran into somebody in the park somebody come up to me and talk and not everybody but once in a while I would invite people in and ask them if they knew what pay it forward was Hmm. so I've been doing pay it forward tours for free for 15 years maybe 10-15 years and I have about 100 letters from people what they did afterwards so what are some of the things they did oh it's hard to say without getting all teary um Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I could, I'll tell you after, off, okay. the, off the camera. So We'll be right back after this short break. 
The part that struck me the most about being inside a painted lady, all those years I thought the people inside were the zoo exhibit. I felt a little pity for the people who lived in a painted lady. Totally different experience once you're inside. Right. And interestingly, I put a picture up on Twitter um, when we visited of the painted ladies and lots of people had really crazy ideas. They didn't realize that people even lived there. They were like, those haven't been homes for decades. And I was like, well, I just visited someone who lives inside one. So there. Um, But yeah, once you're actually in them, partly because of the trees and the curtains and um, just the way they're kind of perched across from Alamo Square, you don't feel like you're in a fishbowl at all. And um, it's very separate and quiet um, compared to what you would expect. It's not like living inside the wax museum of Madame Tussauds or anything like that. Yeah, I remember we went to the very, very top and we're in um, the other side of the servants' quarters where George lives. And He does not actually have servants. <laughs> he does not. Um But we walked over to the front and we're looking out at the grass and there's just like one person after the other taking photos and, you know, pointing. And I suddenly realized it was like this almost meditative experience because they couldn't see me, but I could see them. And I was like, oh, my God, all that time I thought the people inside were the fish, but I was the goldfish all along. (laughs) You know, the one thing I always try to tell people over and over again, it never feels like you're in a, you know, in a goldfish bowl. It always feels private. And I can't drive that home enough because when I walk the dogs, I hear people say it in the park. They go, no, you have no idea how quiet it is in here. I mean, listen. It is really quiet. Yeah. So it's, and it's funny, I'll be walking like through an airport or someplace and I'll say, oh, there it is. And it is a funny feeling when I see it like that. And like I said before, the, there is such a feeling of affection towards these houses by San Franciscans. And, you know, people have memories that are built on these houses and being in the park or special moments. And like I told you when we were taking the walk around, I've seen people do their wedding pictures on the front stairs. Um, so there's a lot of personal things that have nothing to do with us that, that are connected to these houses. You know, you mentioned the goldfish bowl, and I actually, that's what I felt like on the top floor looking out. I felt like they were the goldfish, because I'm looking at all these people one after another, looking up, taking photos, and lining up, and talking, and taking more photos. You mentioned the wedding. What are some other kind of strange, unusual, or memorable things that you've seen looking out that way and living here? Oh, let's see. Beta Breakers, my mom's first year here, we went up in the park. And we turned around and there was a whole huge family, stark naked, standing on the front stairs. <laughs> so that was kind of a weird one. That's a memorable um, one. But I mean, usually it's the thing that always makes me laugh. Kids do things on the front stairs. It's not a lot of doorbell ringing, but you can, we have a ring doorbell now and I can hear parents coaxing their kids. Wouldn't it be funny if you just, and the kids are going, mommy, no, don't make me do that. <laughs> so it's and the parents. It's the parents that do it. They're the bad influence. Yeah, the kids, the kids are usually like screaming, I don't want to do it. And they're scared to death. And, <laughs> yeah. So, but it's, it's funny. It's, but I mean, really nothing, nothing terribly bad. Yeah, visiting made me realize that it would actually be kind of awesome to live in a painted lady, maybe except for the parking. So Heather, once again, we're burying the lead. You can tour a painted lady. He's actually giving tours just to like people literally walking up on the street. Yes, he has a little um, sign outside that explains all the details and he'll explain some here in this clip. But anybody who happens to be at Alamo Square on pretty much any day can pay a small amount of money to go inside and tour the home. And I was a little 
surprised that somebody would be willing to let total strangers come into their home when he's the only person there but he just loves it and he finds that the tourists and others are just so friendly and charming and he just seems to love being around people and adores having people look at his home so i i think that we're like not cynical people we generally have a positive view of san francisco and exploring it and finding the whimsical side but you and i were both like you're letting people in your house and i just loved hearing from george that like i've let a lot of people in and here's all the great experiences i've had and yeah there's a couple of you know awkward moments but they're few and far in between and again just made me feel better about san francisco and all the great people that we get to discover and great places we get to go. So once again, you can tour the Painted Ladies. It all goes through his Instagram as he explains in this next clip. And if people want to tour this house, how can they do that? Well, what I've been doing just for our tour, I have an Instagram. uh, So you go to the Instagram page and it's uh, Blue Painted Lady House Tour. Or if you're walking in front of the house, I have a little tiny sign and you just hold your phone up to the QRs and it'll pop up the Instagram page. So I've learned, I'm like 300 years old, so I've learned <laughs> I've learned so many things doing this tour. I've, I've heard of a hashtag, now I actually know what it is. And I, I've learned how to make a QR code. And so basically what, it, what we're doing right now is it gets more known, I may have to change my strategy, but right now anybody's sitting on the, the little wall over at the park opposite us at four o'clock with a mask, vaccinated, and $20. And it's just, it's going into repairing the house. Wow. You know, just all the stuff that my mom wanted to do that we'd never got done, we're going to do it with this money. We hear so much. Um, you know, Heather's written stories, the Chronicles run stories about people who are upset by the tourists coming by their home because they live in a touristy area. You don't seem that way at all. Um, does this, meeting all these people and having this happen, does it make you feel better about humanity or worse? Oh, I, I love it. I love meeting people, and I've met people from all over the world, and I'm still in touch with them. So I told you the story about the, the Bavarian SWAT policeman and about the, the Apache tribe I met on Thanksgiving last year. Uh, there's a Belgian family that write back and forth to me probably twice a week for the last two years, three wow. years. So I love people, and I'd say every other person in the row. Some are a little more shy than others, but I think they all love people and they love the interaction. I used to hear years ago that the guy that lived in the Full House house over on Broderick Street, that he didn't he didn't like it. And people would go like, we just came from the other house and there's this man standing in the street screaming at everybody. <laughs> so I, I think living in one of these houses, if that's how you are, you're gonna have a really hard yeah, time. You shouldn't buy a painted lady if you don't like no, people. You know, and I get to every, I'd say three times in, 20 years has somebody acted really goofy, like really goofy, <laughs> but it's, it's not bad. So that's another Total SF where I feel better about San Francisco than when we started. It's just awesome to have a friend who lives in a painted lady. We have friends on the cable car. You mentioned Val Lupis. We have friends in a lot of different places. Our friend Mac Allen is learning to drive a Muni bus. We're going to have a Muni bus friend, and we have a painted ladies friend now. Yes, and that is a very good friend to have. Well, I think this should be a series, Secrets of Blank. Um, Let us know any ideas that you have, because I want to meet more George Horsefalls. Yes, I love that we have this new series, Secrets of Sutra Tower, Secrets of the Painted Lady. 
We're thinking maybe Secrets of the Cliff House, Secrets of the Transamerica Pyramid. If you have a connection to somewhere where we need to learn your secrets, let us know. Excellent. I will see you at our next podcast, Heather, Secrets of Beeps Burgers. (laughs) I look forward to it. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com slash pod. just typical of what happens here up in the park this man came up to me and asked me questions he was a Bavarian SWAT policeman and he gave me his patch and he came back the next year we went out for you know beers and whatever the next year I was in Sweden and he called me up he said I have it all set up you're going to Oktoberfest so I went so just great stuff happens here the only thing I don't like ever is when people walk the driveway because a lot of times people don't believe somebody lives here. They think they're just like movie for movies. But other than that, as we told you before, it's just a great place to live. Yeah. And just look at it. It's like this all the time. It's pretty protected by the trees. Yeah, even when the trees are cut, though, you, you can see the grass and you can see that there's people up there, but you never have any feeling like anybody's staring at you. So when I walk in the, the park, I always hear people going, oh, it must be horrible living there like a goldfish bowl. And it's, it's so completely not. It's like so private and quiet all the time. So it always surprises people when they come in for the tour. They go, I can't believe it's just like a normal house. So it is. Would it be okay to set up here? I have a, I have a microphone I was going to set up for you.